We are starting a bonus episode with Jake Webb from Methyl Ethyl, one of the most interesting bands in Australia, and continue sort of gathering fans on their own terms. They've got a new record out called Are You Haunted? And I'm hearing Kate Bush, Hounds of Love, which I know was a reference Ooh. to Chris Cody, who's produced TV and the radio, a bunch of other people. For One in the Beat, that's a banger in waiting, friends. One in the Beat, banger in waiting. Um, Talking Heads, Echo and the Bunnymen, I know you love The Cure. But when you were a young, a young child, Jake... What was the first music that hit different for you? The first CD that I sort of bought for myself was the Batman Forever soundtrack. Yes. For, in about 1995. Yeah. And that album has so many good songs on it. And so that that was the first record that I would go and uh, we had a granny flat at our house and I'd go down there and I'd turn up the album but really loud and I tied two of my cricket wickets together with like a um, dressing gown kind of rope and pretended to play, play guitar to it all cricket just wickets. totally in secret <laughs> yeah wow so that was sort of that that that, that kind that. of was the I think that was the first um that was the awake the great the grand awakening I believe off the top of my head I know hold me thrill me kiss me kill me by you two one of their most exciting tracks that's on there correct correct yeah and kiss from a rose by seal which would have really I mean, tapped really... into your feminine aspect as well, which a lot of people still think Methyl Ethel is, is a chick singing. Good. And that's, that was kind of the intention as well in the beginning was to not sort of, for it to be genderless and no one didn't really know oh who God. it was. You're way ahead um, of it. That soundtrack was epic. We're looking at it now. See what else can you PG, can remember. At, yeah. PJ Harvey. Flaming Lips were on it as mm-hmm. well. Massive Attack. Mm-hmm. The Passenger by Michael Hutchins, the Iggy Pop cover. That's that's cool. I think there's a, there's a song... Or a cover by the dam, like the damned. There's by offspring, mm. like smash, smash it, it up. up. Yeah, everybody's. Yeah. Oh, I can see you with the wickets flying, just like <laughs> it's this kid gnashing his teeth. The singles off the, you know, those first two tracks, the um, seal one and the U two one. They kind of real. They weren't the ones that I would go to. It was sort of deeper down. Definitely the flaming lips song hit different. I like me. that. Excellent. That film kind of bombed a bit. Yeah, I didn't didn't I do so well, no and yet connection to it. Yet I'm looking and like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are eight singles off this songs that are that are well known, which is mahusive. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, that's very cool. That's a very cool memory. And did you want because that film as well? Jim Carrey steals the show. Edward Nigma. He's very very good in that film. Yeah. He, you probably picked that I'm a slight Jim Carrey fan. Um, but what was the, what was next? What what came what came along next that sort of pulled you in a different direction? Well, there was that. There was a sort of rock revival thing that happened when I, I suppose, was just starting high school or just something like that. Which I really got into the Vines, and yep. I think Queens of the Stone Age was sort of they started coming around. So the rock thing, I was grabbed by. But also my my I have a sister who's about four who's four years older than me, and she started going down the. Uh, like a like a heavy R and B and hip hop um, kind of route, so that was always this thing that was in the background, which I realise now had its whole other a whole other influence on me. But um, yeah, that sort of thing. And then I suppose when I started to um, play music, it just it would have been all the kind of seventies rock bands like Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and that kind mm. of thing. But actually, I should go back, go back and, to the and say that when growing up, we listened to um, we ha- we used to do a lot of uh, f- family trips 
to the southwest of WA. It's about a three-ish hour drive. And so we had a whole collection of cassette tapes that would just be on high rotation. One of them, and they're all, these, these, these records are all still super influential on me. One, of the, like, one record that still gets rinsed today is Morning of the Earth, this soundtrack to an oldest surfing film. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, which is definitely from my dad, my my dad's generation. He's he he spent a bit of time when he was younger, driving around Australia by himself surfing. But there, but there was like a lot, lots of um, lots of do do wop stuff. Lots of uh, Del Shannon and um, cool. kind of that sort of stuff which I still love so much yeah the Beach mm. Boys and and loads of the Beatles which when I first heard um Strawberry Fields on this I think it was the Imagine soundtrack which was pretty much just all John Lennon's songs so mm-hmm. I've been um swayed to that side of the band for a long time <laughs> Strawberry Fields was was nuts it it, it I'd, I had never heard anything like it. It all sounds obviously. It's, this has been said a million times before, but really, it that was a huge kind of moment, and that's when I was like a, a wee wee lad. So, yeah, hitting differently, Excellent. all the right spots, and driving in a, in a, you know in a car. This is sort of pre air conditioning. Like, it's, are we there yet? Times you don't know what's going on. And you're 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 enjoying the car ride, you're enjoying the music, but it's uncomfortable quite often. It's, you don't you know, know how long it's, it's going to be. Yeah, all that kind of stuff as a kid. So this, you're kind of grasping at the view, and you're also taking in the music is meaning so much. I mean, um, let it be was the the Beatles tape that got thrashed in our car, and it would just be you know when we'd always be asking for the mum and dad to put that back on. It goes between Simon and Garfunkel, the song "The Boxer," lie la lie. <laughs> we love that moment. Which I've talked it's really about it interesting because the Beatles weren't really a big thing for me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like it was probably when I was getting into, you know, probably 10, 11, that became a thing. So I didn't really have that. And now it's like I really enjoy listening to people talk about how influential they were. Mm-hmm. Like I think the closest I got was like Obla D, Obla Da or Yellow yep. Submarine when yep. I was in primary school. Um but yeah, I never. Hmm. My parents. Well, I mean, they were into them, but it was they were very much into other things that I grew up on. So mm. I'm like, oh wow, I can't imagine what it would have been like to hear Strawberry Fields as a kid, mm. and that's your exposure, you know? Because for me, I was just like, oh, that's that band who rhymes a lot and talks about <laughs> gardens under the sea, the you know? Big thing, the the Ringo songs. Exactly. You put out a song, Twi- Twilight Driving, which is has a incredible similarities to the letter by the box tops and i feel like you dealt with it in a really good way as a human and as a songwriter when this, when this was pointed out i think you're kind of like well maybe it's some, somehow seeped in there you didn't sort of try look to ape the song and sort of mimic it and you went biting on anyone's style but it's there's incredible similarities there when did you think you heard the you first heard the letters uh sorry sorry um the letter by box god it's hot in here the letter by box tops <laughs> well i think my uncle um Apparently used to sing it in a cover band in Perth back in the day. I never heard him or saw him sing, so that's what I was told. That's a little bit of a little little you know, BT BTS right there. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> probably I don't know. But there was there are a lot of compilation uh, CDs and tapes of old sort of sixties tunes, and I'm sure it was on there. Um, maybe even a band that I didn't play in, but like a another a band played it at school or something but 
it's one of those it's one of those tunes that I suppose I mean it's can they're they're candy chords like they are yeah. they're, they're pretty much the some of the most used you know it's one of the it's a very used chord progression so mm. I no doubt it's sort of it it seeped in somewhere or wasn't and, you, and and i guess like the some melodies just are the the, the obvious melody that goes over s- certain chords so mm. yeah no intention there whatsoever but yeah you know, so I mean, be it it's it, it's you, got similarities and they as i said you um i think you absorbed it and you dealt with it really well mm. when it happened on spicks and specks and it was pointed out that um land down under the flute solo was very similar to kookaburra sits on an old gum tree you know, end up ruining that guy's life. Yeah. Okay, I think he ended up taking his own was life. Was that on Spicks and Specs? Spicks and Specs. That, that and then a, then a lawyer went, you know what, I can see something here and end up sort of mounting a legal case. And then it was it was sort of proven, yes, there was the similarities were, you know, the judge sort of basically said, yes, kind of men at work were guilty of ripping off um, the original writers of, of that song. And then it ruined that guy's life, the guy that played the flute, and he ended up passing mm-hmm. from the Because they don't play that the same arrangement. No, I just, think I heard. It's just quite similar. Um, no, I mean, like, since then. It's since like, then, really, they, they changed it up. They, If they're doing it live, like, the mm. arrangement is, like, slightly different enough, so it's mm. not. It's pretty sad. It's, yeah. That, that, that's, yeah, that kind of thing's um, not cool, I think. Uh, what else, as you're growing up and you're getting into teens and perhaps girls and drugs and drinking, <laughs> um, any of those things, <laughs> what hit different for you then, sir? My... Uh, close friend of mine and I in school, we started getting into um, the early Sid Barrett, Pink Floyd mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And then the, the whole uh, Pink Floyd, the Pink Floyd years began, which definitely went hand in hand with experimental uh, experimenting with uh, bits and pieces, <laughs> with with drugs, experimenting <laughs> with drugs. <laughs> but yeah, Quite I mean, it, was, that it does the, go hand in hand. Quote. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, Pink Floyd is just that's just <sighs> the moment in time where you're going, wow, this is what music can really be. This is mm. how much it can affect you and can take over your whole body. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and then at the same time, or maybe just after, it's it's really, it's. When that song, um, I think it was Da Funk. Mm. Um, first Da Funk, yeah. really the, the, the first single cut through, yeah, yep. song. And then, because because in the when when I was growing up, there was because there was the music that you would listen to in the car and um, this the sort of collection of tapes and CDs that you'd have, but but then there was always the rage morning mm. that you would watch the whole thing um mm. and that was the start of the day we, we our whole family we would sit there and have breakfast and watch it and so you were you were getting a good healthy dose of what was new which i think is is, is still it is it is important to to it's, it's still a great tradition as well putting on rage having. i try and watch as much as yeah. i can with my with my nine and my four-year-old and they you know once yeah. they're hooked and there's quite often it's quite confronting as well which i think is also great because this is what the world's about, you know, mm. this really creative people going, this is how I want to present this song. Uh, you would remember quite distinctly the dog in the Daft Punk um, clip. I'm sure that affected you greatly. <laughs> it's, such a good, it's such a good clip for starters. But I think that also, yeah, you should show all of the house music that was around at the time. Mm, French touch. Definitely le- left an, imp- an imprint, yeah. There was just so, so much. And, and there was sampling such great music, which... Yep. 
introduced me to all of that music sort of when the internet happened and and I was able to find out about the the original samples and stuff but mm. Mm. yeah that was a huge a huge you know, Cassius digitalism sort of Eddie and Decreasy oh, digitalism yeah all that era was just and then you know good old cut copy and juggernauts that have jumped on as well Benchy. and they all sort of started. I love it, Midnight Juggernaut so much. They that is what a great band. They've never dropped yeah, the ball. I, Three I albums, saw them a few great. times. So solid, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. I um I still revisit. Um there's they actually put out a track called Ballad of the War Machine. Yes. Amazing. It's one of their last releases, and it's so good. Agree. It's the chorus is amazing. So yeah. Shout-outs to Midnight Juggernauts. Absolutely. With that clip, too, they went and sort of broke into these kind of Russian barracks and put on a bunch of sort of Soviet kind of army kind of fatigue slash, you know, like <laughs> trench coats. And they shot the clip illegally over there for Ballad of the War Machine. And then That's they, so cool. Then they put it on YouTube and this kind of like Russian channel picked it up and all of a sudden it had 200,000 views before they'd even put it out. Like it, it's, yeah, they, they always just <laughs> had that really good luck that they kind of created, you know, you create your own luck. Yeah, so cool. Still, um, still see the mullets around town kicking around. Um, very cool. Uh, what about uh, like a, a take us into that first live music moment where you like you know say sort of mid teens where you've seen someone live and you got I really want to do that. I want to bring this joy to people. I want to be up there. A hundred, a hundred percent. Like I bought a ticket, and I think I went with my uh, high school girlfriend at the time and. <laughs> to the big day out, um, in like when I was sixteen, so it was would I think as I think it was sixteen plus the event. So it was sort of the first thing that I could actually get into. We we separated um, as soon as we got in <laughs> to the the gate. So I basically spent the day by myself. And the first band that I saw, <laughs> first band that I saw were the Sleepy Jackson, Oof. who. You know, Perth uh, royalty. Man, Absolutely. It was such a good set. And it was just, it was, it was sort of the height of lovers coming out. Oh, um, terrific. When bought that CD the next day, of course. But yeah, that was a great, a great day. I saw so many bands. I think I saw Who else? The Who Mars else? Volta that day. Mars Volta, yeah. I saw, oh, Metallica headlined, wasn't interested. I went and watched uh, Little Birdie <laughs> instead. <laughs> Yeah, true WA um, boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but so many. Yeah, there were so many great artists. I can't remember who else. Was that one of but, um, you know thinking back to being sixteen, going to the big day out? Um, was that an event where you were just like, we're going to rock up as soon as gates open? I'm going to see everyone on the smaller stages and like fully spend the whole day there. Because I remember that's what I used, the first big day big day yeah. out. I was going to in Adelaide. I was just like eager beaver, got to go see like. All the totally. local Adelaide bands, and then build up from there. And it was—it's probably you, you know, but like before, before I had any interest in drinking and doing that sort of thing. So mm. it was so exciting, and totally. just, the adrenaline was pumping, and yeah. the whole thing was—it was almost this overwhelming excitement. Yeah. And oh yeah. Seriously, it—it it, it really was that 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 it was going to the big day out was what made me think I, I wanted that that is what I want to do. And I learned so much about well, I, I feel like I learned so much about what a good live show is like mm. from going to those shows and mm -hmm. really watching everything they would do and trying to figure out where all the sounds were coming from. And it was super 
nerdy just kind of obsession. Totally. You'd have the the little timetable that yeah, your little booklet you'd hold on to as a memento. Yeah, all of that sort of oh. stuff. That you'd like sweat so through. Awesome. By the end sweat of the day. through, and you go, I've got to be yeah. at that stage now. And everyone's just running around like yeah. bumping into into each other like ants. Yeah, bosh, bosh, bosh. Yeah. And you got a whole bunch of guys but going. Where are so you, cool guys? Keep going. You you sort of bef- before the age of twenty, you've sort of seen. I've seen Iggy Pop play. I've seen yeah, you know, um, totally. Burke play. I've seen yeah, the White Stripes, and it's, it was just so yeah, so so cool. And then yeah, I don't know. It was really really great. Mm. Also, you, that year, uh, the Strokes were there. Danny Warhols were there. Black Eyed Peas, The Darkness, Kings of Leon, Muse, Basement Jacks. Any of these are jumping to your mind? Any memories there, Jake? Yeah, I remember seeing Muse. In the afternoon set, I think um, I can't remember if it was King. There's there's a, there is a set time at the Big Day Out where it was in Perth, the, the Claremont Showgrounds, where the sun, as it was starting to set, was was pointing direct was at directly at the stage. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think I, I think it was that band Kings of Leon. The amps were too hot to touch. That they were they were trying to turn. You know, twist knobs on their amps and because <laughs> it's all black, just like <laughs> melting in the sun. Yeah. Wow. Rough. Yeah. Rough. <laughs> damn. Goddamn. What year was that? Two thousand and four. Damn. Audio bullies were there. Aphex Twin, Flaming Lips. As you mentioned, I mentioned that something else earlier. Um, Felix de Housecat, Africa Bambata. Like it's Peaches. It's a It's a wild lineup. I've not even mentioned any any really Australian acts. Girling, Twelve Hundred Techniques, Magic Dirt. Jet, something for Kate. But now, it's, I mean, this shows how good we had it with, mm-hmm. uh, with, with the big day out. Really did. Oh, I used to love, love, love going. Um, what else after that? We'll do two more little slash massive moments for you in your life, Jake. Two more moments in your life of just sort of uh, incrementally learning about music and, and just finding out something else that really affected you greatly. One, one that comes to mind, which is just kind of plucking something from the timeline of of my existence <laughs> was i remember buying a copy of rolling stone magazine and they there was a seat cuz i i would buy that quite often actually just i don't know just being interested in music yeah so what sue me um anyway <laughs> I, days, I, they they had a c they had a cd on the front uh and on that cd was this, a song called "The Forest" or "Forest" by Anthony and the Johnsons, oh, and wow. it Loved absolutely and it floored me. Like it, it just, yeah, completely blew me away. And I went straight out and bought, uh, went to my local JB Hi-Fi uh, and bought uh, uh, "I Am a Bird" now, and it still is a. I just love it, everything that Anoni what has a made. I'm a girl, five years old. Yeah. God, don't take my boy. Give him back, my brother. Murderer of, sorry, murderer or beauty, pretty remarkable opening stanza for that. The forest so, yeah. of forest of love. Yeah, yeah. Hot oh, damn. Did you see Anthony and the Johnsons on Q and A a few years ago? ABC show. No. They got no. right into it. <laughs> really, she was going. She was going some of the yeah the right wing guests and um, 
the host, Tony Jones, didn't really know what to do. But that performance, I am, um, of You Are My Sister at my, I'm not sure whether it's the, name, the title of the song, I sing that to my daughter, Juno, because I'm like, you're my daughter, but you're actually my sister as well. And it's really, really lovely, <laughs> oh really lovely. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's really, really sweet. That is so beautiful. And there's two Indigenous artists as well playing music along. One of them had fallen asleep. <laughs> His uh, partner wakes <laughs> Him out. It's so, so cool. It's quite lovely. Um, I'll send that to you after the chat. In fact, uh, Courtney Carthy or the in- and Mushroom Thanks. Intern will put that in to the episode notes. One more big moment for Jake Webb in your life in a more recent time where it's um, just absolutely just made you go, how good's music? Cut out my eyes. Just <laughs> leave me with ears. Cut out my eyes. Wow, Oedipus. Um, <laughs> ah, and this is a kind of cheesy, but... Um, I listened to uh, it's the second um, piano concerto by uh, Rachmaninoff, Sergei Rachmaninoff, um, which is super famous. And uh, the second movement, actually, uh, you might also know. You might not know. You might know that was uh, the melody from the second movement beca- uh, was appropriated and became the song. Uh, uh, all by myself. Don't want to be all by myself. All don't anymore. Myself. Yeah, yeah, that one. Huh. Did not know that. But when I first heard the the first movement of this piece, there is just like a there's a pia- there's a section in which is just sort of the sort of thing that like makes me cry every time I listen to it. It's just the most powerful thing. Yeah. And apparently, because apparently he he was super depressed for and couldn't sort of get out of bed for years and this was this triumphant moment that kind of signaled the end of his uh, couple of years of depression so all of this emotion feeling is is in this piece and so yeah when i heard that for the first time recently it was a big moment that's the least cheesy answer we've ever had i was gonna say i'm like (laughs) pretty uh, cheesy i recommend it all yeah <laughs> um, we always ask as well right at the end the the last song that hit different for you uh, for me I'm looking at my Spotify light and I had to add on Tuesday night I had a bunch of people come into my trivia night late and the trivia was all done I was DJing and it was all quite up, up tempo and they were from Fremantle where you're from and they said can you please play us Never Tear Us Apart we will sing the shit out of it really and they and they did Banger. oh my god they did and I mean, they actually sang on. the saxophone part like that <laughs> that boy they went ah <laughs> Wow. Which is just a great moment, 11 p.m., revolver in the cage. <laughs> it was very, very cool. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Jake? What about you, Sassy? The last last song that really made you go, I want to play this song lots and lots. Uh, I'll go first. Um, uh, yes, please do, please do. <laughs> while, you, while we think. Um, keeping – I've got two, actually, but you've just reminded me of In Excess. Um, so I've been watching Euphoria – uh, which I feel like a lot of people have. Have you seen Euphoria before? Okay, so it's, it's very intense, very intense, but highly recommended. And uh, a couple of episodes ago, um, there's this whole flashback sequence where one of the characters is like going through, remembering, um, trying to grapple with his sexuality and being closeted as a teenager in the 80s. And it's like they've just bought the license, well, they've licensed a whole bunch of In Excess tracks. Uh, so you've got the, the classic like kick cuts in there but i forgot how good mystify is oh, as a track and it's, it's so confident why it starts so oh much but it's, it's like so like the thing i 
remembered at that point when I was watching the episode is like the drama in that song as mm. well, which is so gorgeous, but also the innate talent that In Excess had for just shifting moods yes. on the same record. Like you wouldn't, you know, they're, they're a band who could do something as iconic as Never Tear Us Apart, do something as standalone as Mystify, and then also have like Suicide Blonde, Original Sin, mm. you know, like uh, songs that just had such distinct flavours on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of many bands who, especially coming out of Australia, who've been able to do it that well before or since. Yep. So I was really into that one, went down a big in excess rabbit hole last week because of it. Um, something more recent, though, the new Omar Apollo record. I love Omar Apollo. Which I'm really into. Very funky gentleman. A track called um, Invincible with Daniel Caesar, who is, again, he's one of my favourite artists as well. Just really... <laughs> The way that their voices work together on record is just, it's like weirdly addictive. New album's been announced, Ivory, and that's the mm. lead single, Invincible. Very good, good cat. It's Definitely go check that one out. Check it. How about you, Webb? Well, there's this, there is this record we've put out quite, a, I think it was quite a while ago now, 2015 maybe? But uh, it's by this, uh, I think he's an Israeli songwriter who, who I suppose they're sort of holy songs that are written. This Anyway, it's, it's put together with Johnny Greenwood from a little band Unreal. called uh, Radiohead <laughs> and and uh, an, an Indian, uh, southern Indian musical group called the Rajasthan Express. Cool. Um, the record's called... Called Junun, and there's a song, a track off there called Who H U, and there's actually an incredible video um, of it online. It's one of those moments that you see it, and it's about three quarters of the way through this seven minute long song. It just lifts, and I think I think um, I suppose religious as sort of holy music does does can do that to you. It's sort of tr- you sort of get lulled into this trance, and it just kind of. It sort of pushes in this way that's super special. I think the I think the there was a film made of it, maybe by Paul Thomas Anderson yep. of the rec- of PTA. the recording sessions. So worth checking out. And yeah, that's the one that 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 sort of uh, it it hit it hit different. It's staying on message beautifully here. Thank you. Killer. That's a great answer too because I've like. I'm going to get in my car, crank in excess for the first 30 minutes home, and then my daughter's going to get in the car, ask you for Billie Eilish. I'm going to hit it with some, <laughs> no, honey, you're just aboard the Roger Stone Experience. Let's go. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Awesome. All right, my friend, we'll let you go. Love to your family and everyone over there in the fortress of WA. I uh, look forward to seeing you over here. And, yeah, stay you, man, because you're a special individual. Uh, peace be with you both. <laughs> Thank you so much. With, uh... For, awesome. for your time and yeah, this is uh, this is a this is a good thing you got going on. So Thanks, so man. kudos. Appreciate it. We'll All see right. you soon. Be well. See you, everybody. Be nice to each other. Bye bye. 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 bye.